0: My um, career in food started after I, well, right before I quit my full-time corporate career. Mm. Um, I went on the television show Chef, hosted by Gordon Ramsay, and decided to chase my wild and crazy culinary dreams. And after that experience, I came back and quit my corporate job of 15 years. Y'all
1: know what this is? Maybe you don't.
2: Chef Dyke Michaels making food, and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus J. McKee is co-hosting with the guy mentioned previously. Sauce Boss Zach's on the one to two, so good he calls them twos and threes. And as always, there's a guest who'll be sure to please. on of brunch. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me is my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slap it, pappy, went went. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steels, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. <laughs> Wait, he's not the last woke dragon anymore. Uh, and then we have three very special guests in studio um, from the Black Girls Eating Podcast. Uh, Candace Void, Tenoria Askew, uh sorry, Askew. And David, I didn't catch your last name, David. McKissick? McKissick? David McKissick, you're here. Uh, Thank you for being on the program today.
3: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks.
2: Uh, You guys get that real close there. Um, uh, Before we get started, I do want to, we are very excited to talk to you about uh, our next event coming up. It's going to be dope. Very excited. Uh, uh, It's been a while since we did a pop-up. We're going to be doing the Harder Brunch Presents the Backyard Brunch Summer Series. It's going to be an island theme uh, party. We're going to do five courses. We're going to have unlimited cocktails, mocktails, sangria. Mm-hmm. We're going to have live music from uh, Saint Saint Auburn. Yeah, and we're going to have a live Islander there. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Who's, who's that? Th- Thaddeus the
1: Haitian. Oh, you Haitian are. Haitian yeah, sensation. You, I always forget you're from <laughs> wow. an island. Yeah, I'm from the islands
2: of Haiti. So. Yeah, so we could we could say we I we did say, we say we have an islander there, it sounds like someone's there against their will. Well <laughs> I am being forced. So could we, we start referring to you as the island boy. <laughs> no. Is that, that <laughs> I I wanna eighty six that immediately right now. He said
0: that with like he
3: firmness.
0: That.
2: No. no. Islander, hard R. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so tickets are on sale right now through Eventbrite. It's less than five minutes and we, we said hard R. <laughs> You're allowed to say it. Uh, uh, tickets are on sale now through Eventbrite. Um, we're only releasing a very small amount of tickets. There's going to be like 20, 25 people. And let me tell you, they're going quick. They're going yeah, they quick. Are. So don't wait till the last minute. Get it today. Uh, it's going to be a fun time as all of our events. Always fun. So, you know, come and hang out, see uh, the sauce boss. Who knows what he'll be wearing, you know? Maybe a shirt, maybe not. Maybe a mesh tank top. Maybe we all go mesh.
4: I brought my mesh today. You brought your mesh
2: today? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's the plug. I'm I'm awful at plugs. Uh, like <laughs> I could sell other people so much better than I could sell myself. The plug king. The plug the plug king and the <laughs> island boy. <laughs> the
5: comedy album.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
2: think we got a, a new show. Uh speaking of shows, I really enjoy yours. Uh, I love having other podcasters on. Uh I was I was a little disappointed that you guys weren't eating more on the show, but because oh, yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to be eating, and then I was just like, no, we're the only ones that are ridiculous enough to do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: people bring us treats. We've yeah. had these beautiful charcuterie boards. We've had chocolates. So we've we've partaken. But we had tea, yeah, yeah, we've had tea. We've we had, had wine kind of- and yeah. champagne. Yeah. But it's kinda
3: like, all right, let's get this done. Yeah.
2: Uh tell me about the inception of this of this show. How did it come how did it come to be?
3: Well, Tenori and I hosted several events together mm-hmm. over the years. Um, and we talked about doing kind of like a traveling show, so mm-hmm. to speak. And then there was this thing called a pandemic. Oh,
5: wow. And
3: we're kinda <laughs> like, uh, well we can't go anywhere, but we could, you know, talk. And so we did a Creative Mornings together. Mm-hmm. And after that, people were like, so where can we find you guys? And we're like, well, I guess that idea of the podcast really is going to happen. Yeah. So um, that was um, 2019 that we yeah. did Creative Mornings, right? I think originally we just wanted like to create this collaborative social media presence.
0: We didn't right. even say it would be a podcast. Right. Mm. But after sharing stages so much and then Creative Mornings, it was like, okay, that's the direction we need to go in.
2: Yeah. And what are your backgrounds in, like, in and around food exactly?
0: Yeah, so I, um, I mean, I've been cooking since I was a little girl, um, but my... I almost said
2: me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: I mean, okay. Um, but my, um, career in food started after I, well, right before I quit my full-time corporate career, mm. um... I went on the television show, master chef hosted by Gordon Ramsey and decided to chase my wild and crazy culinary dreams. And after that experience, I came back and quit my corporate job of 15 years. Um, oh, wow. And so now I'm a personal chef, food, creative cookbook author. I just, I, I have my hands in all of the areas of food that don't involve a restaurant. Mm. Um, I think that's the way to do that's it. That's key. That's a key point here. It is. <laughs> um, And so, yeah, that's that's what I do. And I have my company, Tenorius Table, and
3: that's how I do food. Yeah. Yeah. So I've also been cooking since I was a little girl. Um, The story is I fried my first egg at the age of six. And yeah, my dad literally tells everybody that story. (laughs) Um, So I've been cooking for a long time. I started out doing culinary education. Mm. So I would go um, around to schools, um, senior communities do culinary education, but I also have a spice line. So, um, and I've done like small events, small pop-ups and small gigs like that. Um, but I love food. I love to eat. So that's kind of what keeps me in food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my spice line kind of connects me to restaurants without having to actually work in a restaurant. Yeah, girl. So, yeah, my spices are used by about four restaurants here in the city. You can get it at Goose the Market, Cleo's Bodega, Tortellis.
1: Go ahead and say that name of the spice.
3: So I have four. Um, oh, I have four. Young Bay is probably the most popular. That's the one you guys used today. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but Bay. I also have um, garlic goodness, uh, lemon pepper. Not no hard R, oh. pepper. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and a house seasoning and a garlic goodness. Nice.
2: Mm, that garlic goodness. That's
0: the best.
2: It is. I I. It's so interesting. We we did a very similar thing with our podcast. Like I had started in late 2019 and then right when it started going, you know, pandemic hit, but we kept a very small group that only really saw each other when we were podcasting. Uh, But we talked, you know, comedy and the food service industry kind of died on the same day. You know, it was like, it was wild. So we kind of talked ad nauseum about uh, restaurants and, you know, what does the future of them look like? What are the, Toxic parts of it that we should be like we had this time when we I feel like a lot of conversations kind of started about like well, we're going to do it better this time like if if, if we retake the world we're not going to and I feel like a lot of us kind of just jumped back right into the into the same old okay well it's time to go back to work now you know and a lot of those restaurants I think people think that everything's over and done with and I don't think people realize like how bad the restaurant industry was impacted um besides just losing you know
3: people, I mean supply chain alone, yeah yeah, it's still it's insane, yeah, I mean, if we as normal consumers can't even get groceries, what do you think it's happening to restaurants? restaurants yeah, I, mean, I had to change my entire spice setup, mm because supply chain because it's I mean the plastic cap that I use for my bottles, mm-hmm. like obviously it's made in China, mm, so I literally had to like. Outsource <laughs> yeah. to find an American, which you know, like I try to use, you know, American, you know, processed products and all that good stuff. But like something as simple as a spice cap, yeah. You're thinking you've been ordering this spice cap for ten years, then all of a sudden,
2: yeah, it's not available. It's not
3: available. What do you do? So if that can impact, you know, one little very small business, mm-hmm. how do you think, you know, all the big foodies are
2: handling it? I I really like to hear, and I wish more people would kind of speak on it about uh pursuing careers in food that are outside of restaurants you know because there, there there is a lot of interesting stuff like both of what you uh your career paths and the stuff that you do is very interesting but i think a lot of people think like oh i have to go and work in a restaurant and it is
0: the number one question asked when you say that you're a chef or even that you work in
2: food mm-hmm.
0: it's do you work at a restaurant Where's do you your have restaurant? a restaurant Where's at? And I'm like, your restaurant, my, your restaurant or my restaurant to you is your kitchen. Like mm. I tell people all the time, I bring the restaurant to your home Yeah. versus, you know, me having to make you the same type of food every day, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So it, it there is a freedom in embracing not having to work in a restaurant. And not
3: wanting to. Like, Absolutely. As much as I love to cook and as much as I love to do small intimate events, mm-hmm. I don't ever I don't ever want to be behind the line again. Yep. Ever. Yep. I did that in college. Yeah. I did front of the house, I did back of the house. Like, no. I just no. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I can come in and curate the menu, mm-hmm. right, yeah, as yeah. restaurant consult. owner consult, yes. Yes. But you say get on the line and fire this chef oh my god trigger no absolutely not
2: the ptsd yeah fire, like, fire. like no like i just don't
3: want that i mean like Our sound engineer who's here with us today, David, like, technically you can say he has a career in food because he produces a food-centered podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole other way to look at working in food. Yeah. And I think the the one thing that I can honestly say, like, the pandemic afforded us is the way to look at how we're being creative in other ways Mm -hmm. that are not slaves to the establishment. Yeah. You know, like, this, yeah. you know, this is a creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. It's something that nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. No, there's a million podcasts, but there's only one harder brunch, mm-hmm. right? There's only one the black, black girls, girls eating. eating yeah. There may be a black girls eat, but they're definitely not Sonori and Candace. Yeah. They don't have the same sauce. They don't have the same sauce. <laughs> literally. Literally. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I am starting the Harder Brunch too,
3: <laughs>
1: And it's going to be good. Uh, I was going to ask you about that if you want to be a part of it. but That's, that's cold, man. That's, that's ice cold. I can't believe you do me like that. It's collaborative.
2: One um, of the things, I, I don't even know how to get into this, but... Uh, one of the things that I guess I ask myself a lot, or I've been asked a few times, like, like I feel like you guys definitely have a black show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no question about it. When I started, uh, I was the only black dude on the show. So I, I never thought of it as a black show. Mm-hmm. And then Thad came on, and he just also happens to be black. Mm-hmm. So I, I never really thought of it as a black show. And we're not sure what the hell Zach is. You know, we don't. <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people like ask. You know is would you consider yourself a black show and i'm like i mean i don't i mean i consider myself black like i don't know yeah. like i you know like because i know a lot of times you guys have like predominantly black guests on yeah black right?
0: girls eat, at black girls eating we will center specifically black women but we are going to center celebrate um elevate blackness mm-hmm. that is first and foremost priority number one
3: it's literally why our logo is the Absolutely. I wish y'all could understand the conversations we had around our logo. Mm -hmm. Is she dark enough? Mm -hmm. Are her lips popping? Mm -hmm. Are the earrings gold? Mm -hmm. Are they hoops? Are they hoops? Yep. (laughs) Yep. How's the fro? Are we going to have curls? Are we going to put kinkiness in the fro? Because we're black girls. And so, yeah, we created this show for us, but to also center other black girls who never see themselves represented Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Right. So, yeah, like my daughter, like she'll tell you, yep, my mommy does black girls eating with Tenoria. Mm, because it's black girls. Yeah. 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 Like, she'll tell you that proudly yeah. because every other freaking show in the history of TV, I mean, yeah, we had The Cosby Show, right? Yeah, yeah we had Living Single. Yeah, we had, uh, but. But even those
0: shows, the behind the scenes was black. And so even in our effort to curate our podcast, we sought out a black engineer. The person who created the intro music to our song was a black woman. Mm. And so... um, that is our lawyer
3: a black woman yeah our attorney
0: a black black woman woman. so we have been like very very strategic that if we cannot center um a black woman then we're going to look for a black or brown person um and then if we can't do that if maybe someone else we find is a better fit there at least need to be a woman
2: oh okay yeah Mm. well i i I mean that's dope you know i think that you're creating a a thoughtfully creating a brand about what's like the most important to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I I love to see that kind of representation and, uh, you guys are killing it.
3: Thank you, thanks, <laughs> thank you. We, we're we're doing our best. I mean, we're
0: pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say that. Sometimes I have to remind Candace because yeah. she's a little bit more modest in that area. But I'm like, no, we're fucking awesome. Can I say that? Sorry.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah, he used the word awesome anytime <laughs> you yeah. want Thank you
2: so
5: much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna bleep out that horrible cuss word <laughs> my, my, my kids watch this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just think it's important for us to, you know, I, I tell people all the time, sit in your awesome, celebrate your wins, because especially as black women, uh, we are n- more criticized than anything or more um, meticulously inspected to try to find mm. something wrong mm-hmm. than anything. Mm. So when we do something awesome or when, you know, we meet a milestone, we're going to celebrate that. Even if it's just a quick text message, yeah. we are going to celebrate that. Absolutely.
2: That's awesome. I, I have a question for you. Uh, did you get yelled at by Gordon Ramsey?
0: <laughs> no.
5: <laughs>
0: no. I feel like Gordon was kind of smitten with me. I think, he, you know, he's he's British, and I think British men have a thing for black women. Oh, okay. Um, and so he was always like, "Darling," Even when he did yell at me about something. Um, I remember we had a big team challenge. I think we were feeding 101 farmers and I was responsible for making the coleslaw and I made it and then I I didn't mix the vinaigrette right away because I knew it was going to be sitting for too long and it was purple cabbage mm. and I didn't want it to bleed, bleed and out. so he was like darling why didn't you mix that together and I was like because I don't want it to bleed he was like oh okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. shut him down yeah.
0: but then he showed me like another way that I could do it and honestly like when he is yelling at you number one those blue eyes is like staring at <laughs> to the ocean so you're like you just keep yelling daddy (laughs) also number two he's yelling you and like telling you something genius so you're like please keep yelling at me and i'm also learning from you
2: yeah, I well, never uh, realized it was so hot and steamy behind the scenes. Of <laughs> I Show. mean, he he's
0: he's quite the looker, wrinkles and all, <laughs> and he smells amazing. I mean, yeah, his cologne so is probably like crazy expensive, but it smells fantastic. He hugged me three times.
3: <laughs> hey, <laughs> Not that she's dumb. counting. Not that she's counting.
1: Let's go, Gordon. Shout out.
2: <laughs> so uh, I guess real quick, let's get into the the food that we made for you today. Yeah. Um, so uh i used to have a burger themed food truck and um i no longer have one uh but i had taken a break where i was like i don't want to look at another burger for like a year mm-hmm. and but yeah. then sometimes i realized oh i did have a lot of fun because you know like when you're cooking one thing and you do kind of get pigeonholed and people like think like that's
3: that's all you do that's yes. all you know how to do like, and i'm like yeah
2: they taught me how to cook all the things not just the <laughs> one. you know but, uh, so I had a weird kind of relationship with it for a while. And I think just now getting back to the, like, the finding the fun in it. And, uh, whenever I cook for, f- uh, food people, I always just want to make something really good. I don't, I'm not yeah. going to try to overly impress and build, like, I don't know. You know, we've all seen the cool stuff, right? Seen the yeah. cool stuff, Here's yeah. some good food. How about yep. that? You yes. know, and that always seems to go over well. I feel like my luck, uh, if I would try to go like, super fancy i would just botch it you know like the one time i was on the food network was in culinary school and they were filming something just for like the website and uh somebody had given me uh some butter that they said was clarified and i was doing like all these scallops it wasn't clarified and so right when they pan over to me i'm just burning like 300 scallops (laughs) I was like oh and that and that was like right before I graduated I was like there goes my whole
5: career yet yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Scorched
2: Scallops sounds like a restaurant though. <laughs> Scorched Scallops I'm
5: not
0: sure it's one that I would eat at. Though. Yeah it's gonna
1: <laughs> fail in the first month <laughs> <laughs> that's the name that
3: counts. <laughs> I would eat there. Scorch scallops? I totally would
1: eat there. Yeah 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 it sounds hot it sounds it, yeah. good spicy spicy yeah.
2: yeah
3: oh okay I get that
0: yeah.
2: uh, I get that so I went I was like yeah let's just do like burgers fries and shakes and then and then Zach and I get to play around with that and see like what we can do within that theme. Uh, I started off with the with the one bite of the, what is it? it? was more than one bite. My one bites get a little out of control but uh, it was a chorizo burger with the so yuca fry and then I did like a vanilla bean, vanilla milkshake crema um, now help
1: people out. Is the yucca f- fry is the yuca root? Sounds like a yucca root,
2: yeah. It's it's a it's a tuber. It's a tuber that was the one from where? Um, the ground is <laughs> where <Okay>. traditionally found.
1: <laughs> I was thinking a region, I was thinking <laughs> a region, but that's fair. <laughs> Now, is the root usually from the sky <laughs> to the ground? I heard this in elementary school at least once. So, so full full
2: disclosure, I just had a feeling that Dad had never seen a Yuka before. I don't know why. And, and I had it sitting out, and he was in the middle of saying something to me, and I just picked it up, and I just made the most serious face I could. And I was like, I just found this in the downstairs toilet. Stopping it. And his face, he was just like... Like He recoiled back. I like, shook. Whoa, whoa. First of all, why are you picking that up? In your brain? <laughs> well, I thought
1: it was mine for a second. I was like, do I not flush? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It, it was jarring, if you will.
2: Um... And then uh, you did the second go. Moving on from feces talk. Uh, what was it? Uh, you had the second. Oh, you don't have a microphone. Jump uh, in here, Zach.
1: Come,
4: over, yeah, here. come, come on. over here.
2: Come,
1: come on in. in. Come over come here,
4: Come on to us. in. So I did uh, uh, buttermilk uh, onion rings with Vidalia onions. And then I used the Young Bay seasoning in the uh, oh. batter mix. So good. And, and served it with a remoulade as well.
1: Shout out to Young Bay. Hey, <laughs> Young Bay. And you put that in the remoulade, right? The Young Bay seasoning?
3: I tasted it all over. She yeah. called
1: it out. She was like, this is my seasoning. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's good. That's good spuds.
2: Uh, and then um, one of, we uh, on the food truck, we had a burger. It was right when uh, cookie butter kind of became like a popular thing for the summer there. And um, I really like, I, I on the food truck for the kid, like if a kid's option, it was a uh, Cookie butter and lingonberry sandwich, like 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 a PB and J, like a little fancy PB and J. And so we just did that up on a on a burger with a croissant roll, Mm -hmm. croissant burger bun.
3: We need to first first things first. Go ahead, yeah. We need to talk about that croissant. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Cause listen, if you could have seen David's face, (laughs) (laughs) he he was like, "Wait, wait a minute!" Yeah. Yeah, like he was so hyped. Like he was like. This is this is crazy. Like yeah. it was perfect.
0: It was like flavorfully balanced as well as texturally balanced with the croissant and yeah. the sauces and like one sauce was a little thicker, one sauce was like the jelly component. It it was very well balanced all
3: the way around. It's literally perfect sweet salty. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, perfect yeah. balance.
2: I I always add, try to ask because there's some people that really don't They're like I don't like sweet meat, like of any Mm. kind. My wife hates it. Yeah,
3: Mm. she absolutely hates sweet and salty together. I was was so happy that I was eating it by myself. (laughs) Uh, And
2: then you just, yep.
4: Yeah, and then uh, the the next burger I did was a uh, I made a bacon burger melt with uh, apple butter and then bacon jam. Uh, I was gonna use Tenoria's apple butter, but. Apparently, it's sold out everywhere because it's so Cause good. it's so good.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's not... That's a good problem to have.
5: Yeah, It's so what it, you want to
4: hear.
1: That no one could get your product? Well, that it's... <laughs> I'm not sorry about it. Yeah.
0: Like, when people are like, oh, yeah. I didn't get it for the season. I was like, well, I just gotta wait Y'all don't know season. what Next she season. goes through to do the it's, apples. It's a lot. It's, yeah. A, yeah. Lot. it's a lot. Let's go through it a
1: little... It's, a, it's, a, it's not a one-day thing.
0: No, I get um, about five bushels, which is about 200 pounds of apples, And my mom and I peel them. Just my mom and I. Sometimes my mother-in-law helps, but it's just us. And then I cook the apples. um, You know, I cut them and douse them in some lemon juice. And then I cook them for 24 hours. Okay. And so in between that 24-hour process is when they get seasoned. So they cook down and then it's sweetened and warm spices, bourbon, things like that. And then it cooks again. And, And then it's the canning process. And it's all me.
1: I love that.
0: So I I love all of my consumers, but I don't know that I love you that much. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: a real family affair.
0: It, it is. It is.
2: And then um, I don't know. Did you? Did you guys? Did you get to try the the fries with the cookie butter and the sriracha?
0: Yes, they were on Candace's plate, and they were. I
3: shared. I definitely <laughs> shared.
0: I don't even like sriracha, but. Oh my god! That, that was I didn't even understand how that was notch. happening together. Like, top notch. My brain,
3: I'm just like, this does not physically make sense to be able to taste yeah. this good together. Yeah. There,
2: there was a there was a burger that uh, I had created that was it was cookie butter, and then a, a burger with um, Chinese five spice. Um, and then like a sriracha slaw mm-hmm. on top, and just so you got like a little bit of the crunchy. You got the sweet. You got the heat. Man, and so I was just kind of like deconstructing that down yes. into to, to fries, and it was just like, well, oh, this will be fun. That was so um, it, was, it was so good.
1: It was so good. It was almost like because they you don't usually see those things together. It was kind of like Kanye and Drake getting back together. Like, what? Like, what are they do on the same stage together? The, like, oh, they, okay. like they get along? They get along? And like you're putting it in your mouth. I was like, oh my gosh! Like they should have been but together a Wait the whole a minute time. though.
0: Which one is Kanye? Because he can be both.
1: Oh, it, I, I I would say Kanye is the sriracha. I
0: mean, I, yeah. I, I hear you on that, but I also feel like cookie butter is a little cuckoo, and okay. that's Kanye too. Oh,
1: okay, but what about the peanut butter? Maybe they drink all day. I was yeah, saying Drake is peanut butter. Yeah, cause he, I mean he, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know
1: why Drake is peanut butter. I'm not even gonna go into it. I don't know. I don't even know.
2: <laughs> and then we had the uh, the disco disco duck fries uh, with the duck egg on there. Um, I just I, I I love making poutine and I love making like disco fries and just a big. Like, I love when I go out to a restaurant to see, like, a big, warm... I love making fries from scratch, too. Yes. Like, I literally said that to her. I said, yes. oh, yeah, this is
3: my kind of carrying on. Mm-hmm. I love homemade fries. Because mm-hmm. growing up, like, can we go to McDonald's? No, you got McDonald's money. Like, yeah. homemade fries are my... Like, that's all I knew. And what people don't realize is there's so much more There's economical. so much... And for are better.
0: What, maybe one russet potato can feed two people for mm-hmm. dinner yeah. for fries. Yeah. It's, and you can get that for, what, 30 cents? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love it. like yeah on the on the truck people are always like what do you do these fries? I'm like it's a potato like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a potato and literally like usually salt and pepper you know just for a regular sometimes people are so used to McDonald's yeah. yeah you know
3: they're so used to you know chemically processed fries that they don't know what a whole real potato tastes like crash also, <laughs> also I'm I'm
2: never mad at potato skin on almost anything ever yeah you know, ma- yeah mashed potatoes anything like. <sighs> I feel like I always worked in like like hotels and then culinary school and I peeled so many potatoes. I was like, "This is pointless. Why are we do it?" Like, I don't know. I'm fine with it. Oh,
0: I have a question. Favorite favorite oil to fry your potato in?
2: Ooh, the harder brunch oil. Um, uh, Costco. Uh, I I feel like favorite. I feel like honestly, I usually do vegetable okay. oil, but uh, if <laughs> if if we go, what you got, Zach? Peanut?
4: I always use lard.
2: Lard, pork lard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I use
4: that for most of my frying because I I don't know. I try not to do the vegetable oil anymore.
2: Mm. I think I think I always you know was kind of using what was economical, what what made sense, mm-hmm. and a lot of times. But yeah, I love fry. I mean, if I got my drillers about me, it's brisket fat. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna <laughs>
0: say beef fat is yeah. my favorite. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice tallow. I was uh, on one of these episodes. I did just like a giant hash brown in a skillet in brisket fat, Mm. and it was like literally the best. I mean, I don't pat myself on the back too much, but it was the best hash brown I've ever had. And then I tried to do it again, and I never got it as good as the first (laughs) time. Uh, And then we had the uh, the boozy milkshake, though the uh, peanut butter that was Zach's idea. He was like, "I'll I'll bring the peanut butter whiskey." I was like, "Oh, I guess it's a peanut butter whiskey shake now." (laughs) But I was like, I'm not bad at it. Um, I actually I made that ice cream. I forgot I had it, and then I forgot to buy ice cream. And then I was like, wait, I made some, and I have some on hand. So I can't not tattle on myself, Zach. You know that. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. So uh, burgers, fries, and shake. Thank you guys for uh, uh, eating it, enjoying. I hope you enjoyed it. We did. I always get a little nervous when I have culinary people eat my food.
0: I always Why? Tell people, as long as it's seasoned properly, I'm yeah. glad you made it and I didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Dike, can I ask you, what was the the food that you're the most nervous about serving today?
2: Uh, just as a whole. You know, you just want, you, you want food people to, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like when you're doing comedy and like, we, we have this a lot, it's like you meet another comedian, you don't really know them and you're just kind of trying to suss each other out until you see them do comedy and then. Or vice versa, they see you do comedy and then they go like, "Oh, like I know you're like a good, com- like you're a real comic now." Mm-hmm. Like before, it's just like I don't know who this person is. Like maybe they, you know, maybe they're they're people will say they're a comedian that have gone to two open mics, you know. <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> so you
2: never really know what's going on, and I feel like there is a the same. But you know, I never called myself like I went to I I call myself a culinary school graduate because yeah. I, I i went to school i have worked in the industry my whole life uh but i never felt comfortable i went directly from school to opening a food truck and my business partner always called me chef and and i was just like i'm on the back of a fucking truck yeah. like i don't want to like how pretentious does that sound like yo call me chef <laughs> um, but yeah and the, you know i used to do the brunch at like i started the brunch program at black Eagle brewery and yeah. So like sometimes chef gets attached to my name, but I've never felt like a fully comfortable with that moniker. I
3: totally get that because there's so many chef all the time, and I'm like, it. I'm not a chef.
2: Hell of a cook, I'm a hell of a cook. <laughs>
3: yeah, like I'm like I love to cook, but like I'm not a chef. There's so much controversy with it too. Like there's
0: um, Master Chef season 12. They they they're having past contestants back mm. and. Um, one of them now, after being on MasterChef seasons ago, they're kind of calling themselves social media chefs. And I'm like, that's a thing? Hmm. Like, is that actually a thing? What What hmm. does that mean?
2: I kind of like it.
5: Here's mm. because <laughs>
3: I
2: mean, you know cause, cause <laughs> basically like a food influencer.
3: Bench, there
0: yeah.
1: we go. <laughs> but no, go into a little bit more why you don't like it.
0: Um, because typically when you are calling yourself a chef, a chef means a leader or the lead. Mm. And so that means that you are planning the menu. You are doing the shopping. You are, um, leading a team of people in the kitchen. And so I barely even call myself a chef because my team in the kitchen is usually no more than two people. Okay. Um, but I am the one writing the menu. I am the one doing the shopping. I am the one doing the prep. Mm -hmm. And, And so, on social media, your food doesn't even have to taste good. Who's eating it? Okay. It doesn't even have to be your recipe. It doesn't have to be your recipe. It doesn't even have to be real food. Ultimately, you're a food stylist. Mm. That's what you're doing.
1: But if you are if you have, like, let's say you have a million followers, and you're leading half of those people to cook every whatever day. But are you
0: leading them to cook properly?
1: Who knows? If it's no. an online the school. the answer's no. Yeah. There's no online <laughs> chef school, is there? there is. No. There, there are. Well, <laughs> actually,
3: there is. Yeah, there is. There
0: oh,
1: is. then... Then I'm still
2: with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're with him all
5: along
2: <laughs> I feel like tomorrow, if you look at that Instagram, it's going to say social media chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can be a chef too.
1: TikTok, sign me up. Oh, <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> you can use, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> tiktok chef <laughs> i mean show. even
0: just thinking about like i know candace has her tuesday tidbits where she is giving people fundamental cooking application via text to her subscribers or when i post a reel cooking a recipe you're there's also a bit of technique or like the understanding the method so then you can go create your own and yeah. that is lost with mm. It's all like, let's do a kitchen hack and put balsamic in LaCroix and call it Coke. Right. I can't.
1: Wait, wait.
0: We should move on.
1: (laughs) We should really just
4: move on. Zach
1: just made a face like he saw a ghost.
4: (laughs) You want to speak on that, Zach? Yeah, no, uh in LaCroix to make a Coke?
0: Yeah, that's a new trend now. It's called healthy Coke and they take balsamic vinegar, which most people don't even realize that balsamic vinegar is not balsamic vinegar. It is grape juice and vinegar. Um, And so they're taking that and putting like, I don't know, maybe two tablespoons of it in the bottom of a glass, filling it with ice and then putting in like lemon or plain LaCroix and saying it's healthy Coke. Well, basically you're just eating or drinking aged grape juice.
5: Mm.
0: Aged grape soda. That's what you're having.
1: <laughs> we can move on,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: guys. Social media chefs, like we want to hear <laughs> what you have to say about this. This is important. This is an issue that people are coming down on, and we want your emails, your mail, and we'll we'll talk about. And this you know what? Later. There's
0: gonna be people in my DMs, and you know what? I have time today.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey let's go.
2: <laughs> this is the. Uh, Awkward time to bring up our new line of healthy Cokes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Balsamic Coke.
2: (laughs) Get it here at Heart of
1: Brunch. Just order it online.
2: Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the Black Girls Eating Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. We're talking with uh, Black Girls Eating Podcast. And David, producer David, we didn't get a, too much chance to talk to you. The first episode of the program I ever listened to was when they, uh, the, the ladies interviewed you. And you're like one of the most interesting people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you, you've you done it all. And uh, I really liked that episode because, I, one, I was like, I thought this was a food podcast. It's mm. so, But you guys got so deep and I really like how much that you guys uh, talk about like mental health and and uh, not repairing yourself but improving yourself and that episode was just it was very interesting just to like hear somebody's story and where they're from and why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself
6: yeah so I'm David I get to hang out with I always tell my wife like these are my big sisters <laughs> And so um, I'm not used to, like, compliments and things because I just didn't grow up with that. Other, apart from my mom, mm-hmm. that don't really count. It counts. Yeah. It doesn't count when you're younger. Yeah. And yeah. so um, to have some sisters always big up in me and be a part of this, and it's something I'm really, really proud of. And I've learned a ton just sitting there, like, on a food tip, on a social tip, mm. on challenging how I view things um, and just being like, oh, okay, cool. And so, but I'm from South Bend, uh, Indiana, uh, go Irish all day long. I, I root for it. the croquette team. Irish. <laughs> um, and so I'm from South Bend, grew up there. Um, I love music. I love audio engineering. I just love communication, mm-hmm. like, just in a form of, I like the idea of, like, how technology has made, like, the most regular people, like, with, beautiful things to say and beautiful perspective. Like, I get to live in the time where, like, I can just go downstairs. Like, we're just in the basement doing this and creating Mm, this. And um, and so I love that. And so um, I grew up not with a lot of money, so I had to teach myself how to do all these things. Um, And So, yeah, I do music, do creative direction. Really, that's what I really do is creative direction. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I've had to learn how to do these other things so that I can – Creatively direct because I was broke, um, and so yeah. And I, but I got to do this podcast, um, and I enjoy it. I love it. It's, it's dope.
1: And you also rap as well. And you I rap as music. well.
6: I rap as well. Where where can we find that? Spotify, Davy Asaf. Um, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, been doing that for about five years. Had uh, released two albums. Have done pretty well, um, which is weird because when I, I remember I released my first album it was me and my brother. And we were like in his apartment, and I'm like, I release it. I'm like, man, my friends and family are gonna love this. And then we go out. It releases. It's like top hundred on iTunes. I'm like, hey. okay, yeah. Know, okay, yeah, yeah. And I go to sleep, wake up, and I look at the hundred spot. I'm like, dang, it's not there no more. And my brother texts me. He's like, bro, you top twenty on iTunes right now. What? And so it was. And so it was like, oh. And then it was cool because it's like, you know, I when I was in. I made it on like this, like a $100 worth of equipment, and I made a lot of money from it, placements and, you know what I mean, licenses and all these different things, radio play, from this just little thing I did in my, my room and, you know, got messages about people, you know, dying from cancer and like, yo, I listen to your music. And I'm like, I made, I didn't even, like, there was only, it was, I was like this close to not following through, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, yeah, I love music. I love. Wow. Philosophizing and. Like this podcast is amazing. Like what y'all doing is dope.
2: I think there, there is something to be said for just having that support. Like you were talking about and like lifting each other up that something that I found uh, personally for me has kind of come later in life. Uh, but I feel like black people really do lift you up in a, in a way that's
6: like, kind of it will gas you kind of, kind of <laughs> hard to describe. Cause like <laughs> when I f-
2: first started doing comedy, um, you know, I like all the people that I do comedy with, but it was a very specific, like, a lot of the rooms were, like, it was, like, 25-year-old, college-educated, predominantly white, and uh, it, I got to a point where it was just, like, man, I want to try, like, a black room, it, it, yeah. which is also weird in comedy, like, because you say that, and pe- like, people are like, oh, what, there's a black room? Like, <laughs> co- comedy segregated? <laughs> I mean, it's not like that. But like, it's so like, like black church and white church. Yeah, yeah so, it's, it's like yeah. same thing,
6: very different. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, so I had to.
2: So I had. To, I asked one of my. I asked my friend uh, Nate. I was like, "Hey man, where's where, where's the black rooms at? Like, you gotta tell me." And he's like, "Okay, I'll put you. I'll, I'll put you on with this person. Just go ask for this person when you go." And like, I went first thing I walked in, I got patted down when I walked in. I was like, yeah. "All right, this is different. Yeah, you know, this is this is different than the open mic I'm normally used to go to." But I didn't know anybody there, and they were like, "Oh, you're you're one of the comics." And I was like, "Yeah," and I felt like uh, I was going to like a family reunion. I was like someone's kid that they hadn't seen since I was little, <laughs> and everybody was just like, "Oh, get a plate of food, like mm-hmm. come sit with mm-hmm. us." And I was just like, "I've never felt like this in like in comedy before. Like yeah, this yeah. is this is it was it was almost an overwhelming feeling." And um, and then I also brought the only white person. And he, he was like 6'5. five, <laughs>
6: so, like, Same Target.
2: But, like, th- that's the other thing, too, is like, they love, like, they told me at the end, they're like, hey, bring some more white people with you. <laughs> like, it was an exhibit at the zoo or <laughs>
5: like,
2: I walked up and on stage and I was like, this is my attorney here. So like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, de- definitely li- lifts, lifts you up in, uh, in, in kind of an indescribable way. Uh, and you guys listening to your podcast? Um, how did you, the three of you meet? Because you guys just seem to have such a, mm. just, I mean, more than a fondness for each other. Just so, such yeah. a.
0: It's it's all very special stories. Candace might cry. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Candace and I were connected on social media. She was cheering me on when I was on MasterChef. and actually, her sister cousin is the one that said, you need to send Tenoria Spices. I know her. I go to church with her. And so I got Candace's Spices, and I was like, these are great. And it was a couple of years before we actually met in person after that. But finally, we sat down and had lunch together. And I always say we killed each other softly with our songs because yeah. we were like, oh, yeah, girl, me too. It was just that, like the mm-hmm. whole conversation. Um, and that's really how our friendship blossomed. Yeah. And then with David, I knew his sister – she and I were, we went to church together. I hosted her and a couple of girls at my house a few times and she, his sister is one of his biggest fans and just constantly talks about how great he is and how creative he is. And I, I think I followed you and you and Rachel's photography business because of Ashley's wedding. Um, and so I followed them on social media and realized that they did photography He did, he and his wife did a shoot for me and another creator, and that's when I found out he did the creative work. And so he was, like, always in my back pocket as someone that I (laughs) wanted to work with, and finally the opportunity presented itself.
3: Yeah. It was, I mean, it's literally the stars aligned. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching Tenori on MasterChef and, like, cheering every night, like, tweeting her and mm-hmm. telling Gordon like hey take care of her mm-hmm. like so you were a fan huge fan okay huge fan and we never and we had never met and my mm-hmm. cousin was like oh my god we were talking about Chef, and she's mm-hmm. like I know the girl on MasterChef I and think I was she like, was
0: like at my viewing party the week before or yeah. something
3: And she was like because I was supposed to go but something something happened mm-hmm. I was just like well I need to get her some spices mm-hmm. and so yeah like it was and, and you were, and, like, the first,
0: like, fan to send me something. Like, I, I thought no, I really made it. Mm. Actually, I knew I made it when someone asked me to send them a smelly pair of my shoes. Oh, <laughs> hey. But,
5: uh, huh?
1: Hey.
0: But I also made it when yeah. I got, like, someone something in the mail. And Candid, mm. I went to my little P.O. box and God was like, mm.
1: And I did want to complain, I never did get those shoes
5: (laughs) (laughs) I mean He likes
2: everything well seasoned (laughs) Just saying
0: That was a legit request on Instagram So I was like, I just think you're great Can you send me a pair of flats And then they specifically said, your smelliest pair Uh Block I kid you not do you, you guys,
2: a do you guys get, like, as just from the podcasting and being on TV, do you get a lot of inappropriate messages.
0: I don't feel like I get a lot of inappropriate anymore. I re- I, even my castmates, they got a lot of dick pics and stuff like that. I mm. fortunately
3: I just feel like I the world not. knows not to travel yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> like, you absolutely. Don't, don't come not me with no foolishness. Yeah. Like, if you would say it to your mama, don't say it to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, no. I mean, we you're have, not
2: putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. like,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not, no. Yeah.
2: No. I <laughs> I've always I've always uh, I've always said that I feel like black women Can see directly Into my soul <laughs> And they can see Every bad thing I've ever done <laughs> uh, In high school uh, We were just talking About your shirt earlier Like so I used to have hair Believe it or not And um, I had the biggest Afro in Ben, mm. in ben Davis Okay But it was the 90s So it was orange mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and okay. so like you Are you blaming
1: that On the 90s? Yeah Yeah <laughs> made a lot of bad decisions. It was the 90s. And, uh,
2: like, you know, I'm biracial so I have, like, long, spiral curly hair if it's, like, fresh out the shower. Mm -hmm. But then if I dry it up and take a pic to it, I just had a giant giant fro. fro. And it would be the only day the black girls would, like, mess with me, you know? (laughs) Rock that fro. And I'd also come to a... I'd also be very high a lot of times when I came into school. So, like, everyone's looking at me and I'm like, everyone knows I'm high.
5: (laughs) But the guy like, with the orange hair. Yeah.
2: I also have three feet of an orange like <laughs> hair. People used to like blow smoke into it, and it oh <laughs> looked like my head was on fire.
5: Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> Man, nineties
1: were wild, Dad. You should have yeah. been there. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I was a little bit younger, but
2: I did not have orange hair. Yeah. Um. Uh, what do you guys think? Where's the, the future of the podcast going? What do, you, what do you guys got cooking in the books?
0: I mean, we just graduated from infancy to toddler stage. Yeah. And I feel like becoming
3: an adolescent adolescence is going to be a little faster than we anticipated. Yeah. I mean, we so in the past two years, we've probably been on about 10 different like podcast list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple put us on yeah. one of their lists of yeah. black podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Like I call Tenoria like the one thing that like is always going to still shock me
5: mm-hmm.
3: is when people are like, "Oh my God, look at this! This is you." Uh-huh. So like, my phone started ding. I'm like, "What is going? What did I say on Twitter now?" Because I'm always with the shits on Twitter. And so I'm looking, and my phone's like ding, ding, ding. And I'm I call Tenori, and I'm like screaming, "I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, Oh my God, it's Apple! It's Apple!" She's like, "What? Slow down, Tell right?" Me what about. <laughs> and so they chose our podcast as a, one of the black podcasts to listen to. That's amazing. We're up there hey. with The Read, yeah. with um, The Friend Zone, yeah. with, I mean, all these amazing podcasts. Yeah. And so we're like, how is this even happening? Like, right? how y'all hear about it? How us? did y'all, like, who told y'all? It's also
0: like, are you looking in my window? What's happening? Yeah. Brother, are you watching? <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah.
3: Like, yes, this is successful, but it's also creepy. Like, how did this happen? So, I mean, we always say to Oprah and beyond. Yeah. Yep.
2: I mean, it is creepy, but, like, you partnered up with your stalker, too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're yes. blessings. Yes. Wow, never considered that.
0: Never considered
2: that.
3: It was healthy
5: stalking. Yeah. It
0: was, you know, <laughs> minimal. No, that- I mean, I just felt like she was cheering me on. I was.
2: <laughs> no, that's 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 really amazing, guys. That's I, I loved, I love you. Love to hear it. You love to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was like, I'm just trying to think. Cause like, so i um, our friend, friend of the show, uh, Bridget Heran. Peace be upon her. Meet King. Uh, she. She was the one that like she told me that I had to have you on the show like I had done something wrong <laughs> like 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 I was like I was in the, and I was like I I I don't know if I know who that is was, you better learn <laughs> you better look him up right now and I was just like so I, I you know I trust the women around me you know like they don't, they don't typically steer me wrong so uh, shout out to Bridget Haran because she was right you know I listen I listen to your show. I sent it to Zach. First thing Zach said, he goes, the sound quality is great.
5: Yes. (laughs)
0: Thank
5: you.
2: Which, uh, you know. Thank you. Is the unsung part of a lot of podcasts. You know, you have amazing content. You get great guests. But if it sounds like you're recording in a tin can, you know. like
0: I think Candace and I, um, I mean, we always say that we're friends first, business partners second. And that rings very true in even our decision making. For the brand, but one thing Candace and I do well with individual in our own respective projects, as well as this one, is that we are totally fine with staying in our own lane. Mm. And we both recognize that sound quality was not any one of our expertises, it was way beyond our bandwidth. And so we knew without a shadow of a doubt that we needed to bring someone in because it was just that, that whole genius is beyond our capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was no fight in, oh, well, let me try to learn it and see what happened. There (laughs) was none of that. It was like, we're not doing this until we find the right person. And then we found the right person.
3: I mean, and he makes us so much. I mean, there are times when, I mean, you all know you're, a podcast, so if something remotely sounds wrong,
5: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, David hears that and mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we record in a creative suite, but there's oftentimes a church service that's going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, full on uh drums, I mean, st- like there's 80 people in this room. Mm-hmm. Black African, church,
6: African, 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 African church, African church.
3: I mean, I mean okay, it's well. boom, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom, banging, boom. but. You would never know it, right? Because we're so sound tuned, and we care a lot about the quality of our product. Yeah, Mm. we just do.
0: David is like the best friend that tells you you have something in In your your teeth, teeth. exactly. Yeah, or the person that says, "Wait, you got a hair off?" Yeah, and it's like one hair, but it makes the photo. Yeah, Yeah. he's gonna catch that hair.
1: That's what's up. Yeah, you
2: guys are really making me want to get a new producer. (laughs) Just getting so jealous right now. Saying,
5: wow.
2: It's the skin color. <laughs> no, it's the content of the character. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh,
1: I feel like there needed to be a pause break for that one. <laughs> Producer, can we get a sound clip on that? Even though it's against you. Here we go. It was delayed. See, this yeah. is what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I rest my
1: case here. <laughs> what, what,
2: what's been? I uh, what's been like the like the most unexpected obstacle of of doing the show.
3: Honestly. We don't really have too many obstacles. No. I think the hardest part is making sure that our guests turn all their information in. Yeah. Because like we asked for a bio, we asked yeah. for them to schedule their time with us. We asked for that. But I think probably the hardest part has been like synchronizing our calendars. Yeah. Together. Mm. Yeah. That's the hardest part. Yeah. I wouldn't even say this part is
0: hard, but I would say it's just something that even though I consider myself pretty business savvy, it's just not something that I had like tuned into, with black girls eating right away was putting in the structure mm-hmm. for our business,
5: yeah.
0: um, how we communicate with our guests, how we communicate with each other, all of, all of the logistics behind the scenes. Like I knew there was going to be work, yeah. but I didn't know what that work looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so while that's not difficult, that was definitely a little bit more surprising than I anticipated.
2: Well, and it, it seems like you guys Also kind of went in going like, this is a business. This is like, I, mine was the exact opposite way. Like I started, I didn't want to tell other comedians I had a podcast Mm. because it was like, you have no business doing a podcast (laughs) kind of thing. I didn't know if I was going to be good at it. I didn't know what the space looked like. So for the longest time, I was like, "This is just for fun. Don't, don't judge me. I'm just having fun here." Yeah. And then it, and then now it's like we we basically do every week a TV show and a pop up restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like two of the hardest things to do yes. at once. And it was just like, "Oh, this is like multiple businesses yes, now. Like this is this is a real a real thing." So like. I like. I don't even know if I would have gone in with that thought. I don't even know if I would have done it like from the mm-hmm. beginning if I'd have been like, I'm going to start a podcast sure. business. You know,
0: my first thought when you say that is your general liability insurance would be very challenging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: that's what I think. of. Yeah.
0: And it, I I love the dynamic between Candace and I because I'm thinking of all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what about this X Y Z business? And Candace is like, can we have a little fun,
5: please?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, what I thought was interesting. And this might be behind the scenes. You guys just tape once a month. Is that? Yeah, yeah. And like that, like is totally opposite of like what we're doing because we're doing three hours a week, right? At least.
2: Yeah. Between two shows.
1: Yeah, between two shows, three hours a week. And you guys have figured out how to work smarter, not harder, and then create a better product. Like I mean, a good product. No, I didn't say better. Can we can we cut that? For our producers at.
5: I mean, a, I did that by equally, saying we were awesome. So a,
1: a equally great product. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I mean. We're not on any podcast list of black podcasts.
5: <laughs>
1: I think it's because we had Chris King on. And he said things that were against the black culture. He set us Uh-oh. back
2: 400 years. Oh, man.
1: He set us back. Oh, okay. oh, oh. So we're working it out of. We're trying to. Like, Apple's like, no. Like, like no, we want to be a part of the black. So we are, we're, we're banned.
2: We are also just kidding. Our, our friend, Chris King. <laughs> We just like to call him racist sometimes, and I forget that we have a podcast, and I'm like, no, he's actually not. Like, I probably shouldn't put that out there. Like, the algorithms put us on the alt-right,
1: like...
5: Stop, oh my god.
1: Like, when I'm getting suggested confederate flags on my Amazon, I'm like, okay, Chris King.
5: No, I don't know. I'm not
1: blaming that on him. Anyways, uh, I don't know how to
2: segue out of that.
0: There really isn't a good way.
2: <laughs> There's no way to segue out of that. It's 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 hard. I think so we you know, obviously it's a comedy podcast and we alternate between the service industry and comedians. So depending on week to week, we're talking about food and it's usually a little bit more in the serious realm. And I'm always like, Was that too boring? Did I did I bore everybody? But then we have comedians on and all of a sudden we're talking about the alt right and I'm just like Yeah. All right, do we just weird everybody out? Like do we just scare everybody away? I mean,
1: you started out the show uh, introducing our podcast uh, producer as the Great White Dragon.
5: <laughs> like, wow. if the, alg- the
1: algorithm hears that and is like,
2: nope. <laughs> that, that's that's why I changed it to The Last Woke Dragon now. The
1: Last Woke Dragon. He needs a t-shirt. Are there meetings for The Woke Dragon? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I need to ask you. You might need to get on camera for this.
4: The first and second rules, we can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not talk about <laughs> Well,
2: but yeah, um, so it's, it's, it's a much different show. I don't know if I could be serious that long, you know, but I do appreciate listening uh, listening to a podcast. And you guys have fun, too. Like you guys, we do. You yeah. guys mix we it up.
1: Do. I've learned stuff from your podcast. Yeah. I found out that uh, I should not say chai tea. Yeah. That's ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I should not be saying that. It's because chai means what? Tea. So basically, when I say chai tea, I'm saying...
2: TT. Yeah, that episode made me thirsty. Like, that episode made me want to go drink some tea. I oh.
0: mean, Ruchi will be at the uh, Broderville Farmers Market this Wednesday, and her chai soda is amazing. Top notch. Yeah. Chai soda? Chai soda. Yeah. She makes a chai syrup that's like concentrated chai uh, flavors so good. and mixes it with LaCroix. So tea soda. Excellent. Excellent. <coughs> Get,
2: it. Get some tea soda, y'all. Uh, do you. <laughs> What's your favorite episode of your own show and why? Ooh. That's a good question.
3: Oh, probably the wedding episode.
2: I was going to say the same thing. Why is that?
3: Because we got to interview our partners, yeah. and a lot of times people don't realize that when you're in their creative field, such as podcasting, that there's a Partner behind mm. the house. Oh, and yeah, yeah. what's great about uh, Tori and I's weddings is that she helped me get ready, but I also was her officiant for her wedding. Yeah. Oh. And that we got married 30 a month days. and a half yeah. Apart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah.
5: And,
2: and everyone intimate. has love too. This is the, the opposite of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we've interviewed your dates.
5: <laughs> wow.
1: Did not turn out that well.
5: <laughs>
1: a lot of tears that day. There was a lot of... Shout out to <laughs> Jessica
6: from Tinder. There oh my God. Um, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, David, how about you? Um, the wine episode What's her name Oh Nicole, Nicole. From Sip Chair. Yeah she just put me On so that much was game
0: That Like I'm sitting up, I'm like
6: I could take the bottle With me out of VIP <laughs> Didn't know that <laughs> So hey, I'm like Hey go grab The, the top I need the top <laughs> <laughs> um, So that Then she's like Why are you buying glasses Of wine at restaurants Just buy the bottle oh, It's cheaper, cheaper. Yeah. I got to doing the math One day I was like I'm being robbed
5: <laughs> Bottle Just yeah. bring the bottle so, no,
6: it was just, yeah. she was just, she was how to deal with hangover. She was just, like, straight. Like, that was just probably one of my really fun good yeah, it was a the really episode.
2: Yeah, I lo- it sounds nerdy, but I, I love learning stuff. You oh, know, like. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love learning stuff. So, like, when you get somebody, especially, you know, someone who's, like, a specialist in one field or whatever, they just kind of start breaking stuff off the top where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. right. I've been walking around this old. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, I feel like you guys would be
1: great people to get like bottle service with. Like, <laughs> I, I'm proposing this. Like, wherever you guys go and get those bottles, just invite. I think uh, that I just that wants to combine. hang out with you.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine.
5: Fine. Doesn't have to be a podcast
2: thing. I just want to hang out. Be... <laughs> this isn't so much a podcast as us interviewing new friends. Uh, <laughs> would they be good
5: friends (laughs) do they like snacks
2: how about how about you it was your favorite episode
0: i feel like it was the wedding episode as well the wedding episode and also our very first just our little i think it's like a seven minute trailer Mm -hmm. it just every time i listen to it i get warm and fuzzy and i smile from ear to ear the entire time because it was like wow this is actually finally happening that's
1: awesome
2: Let's play that clip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got it all queued up, right, Zach? <laughs> uh, what does uh, What does Indianapolis mean to you? I know that I know that you guys are mm. deeply rooted in the community, and I, I I found out about you because you were both at like a community event. Mm-hmm. What is What does Indianapolis mean to you,
3: Candace? You want to answer that first? But yeah. <laughs> Indy is, is my hometown. so I was born and raised. Mm. So I have a deep love for Indy. Um, at her worst, she's ugly and grimy and people, you know, don't necessarily support each other like they should. But at her best, when they do come together, the magic happens. I've literally watched people connect in a room and it's like sparks. Mm. I've seen a photographer link up with a videographer. I've seen you know videographers get bridal clients i've seen you know just amazing magic yeah. happen so um the community is is amazing i love our food
5: mm-hmm.
3: i think we've got great cuisine i think we our art scene is probably one of the most underrated when we think about uh-huh. the artists that we have in the city i mean we literally painted a black lives matter mural on a street and people were so mad about it That they painted over it, like threw paint on it the day it was done. If that doesn't tell you that art is resistance, I don't know what that is. So I think we've got these little pockets of greatness. And if everybody could just see that, Mm -hmm. that you have your greatness and you have your greatness and I have my greatness. And if we all just continue to live in it and no, I'm not riding in your lane because I'm rocking the hell out of my lane. Mm -hmm. We could be so much more than we really are. I think Indy's wonderful. I've I've lived here my whole life. I raised my daughter here. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I would want to live anywhere else right now.
2: I love it when it's warm outside.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, yeah. We, have, we have great summers. You know? We have great summers, you know? <laughs>
2: And second again second again it's called I'm like fuck this place
3: yeah. yeah the minute the minute that temperature oh, drops God. <laughs> but yeah like Indy's to me Indy's a wonderful place to be with all her quirks and all her weirdness
2: yeah, that was a real love letter. That was. It
1: was. <laughs> it was. That's
2: why I let her go first. That <laughs> should be. Yeah. yeah. You guys aren't topping that. I- <laughs> he
1: not even want to ask.
0: Anymore. It's okay. I'm fine with that. No, go
1: ahead. I want to hear yours. Uh-huh.
5: Um,
0: I have a love-hate relationship with Indy. Well, I and I don't just say Indianapolis; I say the state mm. because I have lived in several different cities. When we first moved to the state of Indiana, we lived in Kokomo, Indiana, because my dad worked for General Motors. Oh, um, and my mom was like, "Get me out of here." Mm. Um, and so I have never really felt um like I belonged in Indiana because coming from Tennessee, I was told I talked wrong. I was told I looked wrong, especially with like a lisp and Southern dialect and all of that. And then I overcorrected and I was like, I sound too proper. It it was a whole thing. And so I would say probably the last 10 years, I have developed a relationship where I have embraced the parts of Indy that um, embrace me and that has allowed me to see Indy in a, a different light, a right. different viewpoint, and so if it weren't for the people like the two individuals sitting across the table from me, I would have been long gone. Or yeah. I always aspired to leave, and now I'm I'm content. Yeah, yeah.
6: What about you, um, Indy. I'm originally from South Bend, so, um, Indy is I would call Indy home for me now. Yeah, and so because I've been here for so long, I. I think it's a dope time to be alive and to be in Indy because it doesn't. We were talking about this earlier, it doesn't, it's a young city. And so I would I I get to be a part of kind of the shaping of the culture. Like if that makes sense, oh, I might yeah. be big headed. But no, I think that when I go to other major cities, it's still we're still we're we're catching up for you know, um, or we're growing. And so, and I think right now is a super important time, you know, from the cuisine to the art, to the music, to even just all the industries that are like want to be in Indy. They want to be here for a reason. And so I think um, just to be here and and desire for all these things to kind of flourish and and be a part of that is super dope. So that's
2: awesome yeah um i i know i've said it a bunch but i really enjoyed having you guys on the program today um you guys really exemplify uh black excellence uh i enjoyed we were talking earlier about like you know like your heroes and stuff like that but the people that I, i i'm trying to replace like celebrities with is just like real people that i met meet doing real stuff yeah you know and just from listening to your podcast and like hearing you guys talk just amongst yourselves i was like there's something so real here that like this like you you couldn't have a tv show like this because they would get three actors that don't really like love each other you know like and i like i could feel it i could feel it like i mean i all i do at work is listen to to podcasts so i was like oh this is i also listen to a bunch of comedy podcasts and they're all garbage so like (laughs) when you hear something real it like hits a little bit different you're like oh wow like
1: yeah like when they came in I, I tried to shake their hand And then like They did like this Like one hour hug That I was like Oh I'm not a part of this
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like I need to probably Leave him alone Dim <laughs> the lights was like This is real love I'm yeah. not used to seeing this you, know? you, did, you did say the hug Went on too, a bit
2: too late Yeah I
1: was like I don't know if we're doing this <laughs> But no, they did. Like they came in, like because they didn't see each other, they came in, and embraced each other. They have their own separate lives, you know, family, and they came in, they just hugged each other. And like I was like, oh, this is real love. And I was like, Dyke never hugs me. I was like, we don't have that on this podcast. No, but but, but the love is real. And then like and even the conversation today was really fun. So uh, I'm I'm gonna be a fan of your podcast for sure, and uh, I'm gonna continue listening.
2: Thank you. Can you drop a beat for me there, Mister Dragon? Thank you. Uh, I don't know. Would you like to start? Where, where can people find you and follow you on social media? At?
0: Um, you can find me and all my shenanigans at Tenoria's Table. That's one in two R's. My mom did not name me Susie Smith, but uh, everywhere, every platform is Tenoria's Table, and of course, you can find us on Black Girls Eating. Um, it's the same everywhere except for Twitter, it's BGE Pod.
5: Yeah,
3: and so I am food love talk on everything. Follow me. Can you spell that out? Yeah, sure. It's food f O O D Love. Like Love L O V E Tog T-O-G. It's on everything. Thanks,
6: David? Uh, Davy A-S-A-P-H, Spotify, website, buy my merch, all yeah. that good stuff. That is <laughs>
1: Jake. You can find me at Thab McKee on Instagram
2: and Twitter. Zach Roan no microphone
4: you can find me at Zach underscore Rome
2: or just under a bridge sometime (laughs) Uh, I'm at Zach Michaels on all social media and uh, check out our Patreon we have a pretty cool Patreon it's uh, only three dollars patreon.com backslash harder brunch you get additional bonus content we have the one the only uh ten McDonald is gonna be on today's episode so you're gonna want to hear that
1: now is it gonna be the same is the after brunch people have been asking is after brunch the same as harder brunch
2: no this is this is our grown-up podcast that we're on now mm-hmm. the next one is when we act wild where we let our hair down yeah oh i don't i did that a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> The afro fell off in the 90s. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for being on. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. And um, we'll see you next time.